Wild Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. Today we are going to discuss the third book in the Court of Thorns and Roses series, which is A Court of Wings and Ruin. And again, this is by Sarah J. Mass. And this one came out in 2017, which I have to say, Sarah, it's really weird to realize. I think we waited for that one the first time we read it. Um, yeah, pretty sure. It feels like it was so long ago and yet not or- all that long ago. I don't, didn't we? I know we waited on Silver Flames because I had kind of forgotten a lot of stuff by the time Silver and Court of Frost and Starlight. That one hadn't come have, out yet. It might have just come out. It it either came out shortly before or shortly after um, we discovered the series. Uh, yeah, because I don't really remember waiting on the conclusion, but I do remember waiting on the other two books. So yeah, it yeah. might have like just finished and yeah. All right, so to continue the plot, uh, Feyre has returned to the Spring Court to play spy on Tamlin and Highburn. The stakes increase as war is inevitable. I feel like extending the plot beyond that at this point is kind of silly. So let's start with you, Kim. How did you feel about the book? It was fine. (laughs) That's the spirit. Yeah. Uh, Don't don't sound too excited there. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was all right it was you know yeah okay what about you sarah i enjoyed it um okay i i mean i enjoyed the last one too even if it didn't sound like it in our recording <laughs> um yeah, I, I wonder uh, why it, it might not have sounded like that <laughs> uh i mean i i i really enjoyed the first part with like Feyre playing spy and just wrecking Tamlin stuff. Um, but I, I do feel like it still had the same kind of... Mm, how did I... So, I feel like I really liked it when I first read it the first time through, when you don't know everything that's going to happen. I feel like the rereadability of this book is a little bit lower. It's like... Because there's you still get that middle part where it's like it kind of starts to slog a bit and you know what's coming up and you just kind of want things to get there. there. Yeah, yeah. So like in the very beginning, I was like, oh, yeah, I really am enjoying this again. Great stuff. You know, it's like, why didn't I like Feyre so much? Because right now when she's being all vindictive and stuff, I'm like, yes. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, then it kind of loses a little bit of momentum and it gets a little silly with all this other stuff going on. Nesta and Elaine and. Vasa and the merchants and all this Draken and Miriam and there's just so much going on. But yeah. Yeah. For the I most part, Mass, I enjoyed it. Mass suffers from I think every single book that I've read of hers. You get to the beginning of any of the books, and it's like, oh, okay, we've got some great setup going on here. Then you get to the middle and you're like, okay, can we like move this plot along it starts to get bloated she keeps adding yeah. more into it it's like okay but what about what we're doing yeah here? and then i get to the end and i'm like oh my goodness what is going on with this end what is happening i must know and then i get to the end of it and i'm like okay now i need the next one and then it, it, it's a cycle it's it's i started i'm like okay yeah this is why i like this the middle and then now i need more um and i definitely felt that with this one is because i was reading through it and I was like, man, I got through the spring court stuff really quickly. And mm-hmm. then it took me a few days to like actually process through the rest of it. And then that ending, like those last 200 pages, I, I did them in a day. 
um because like we were focusing on like actual like character growth going on as opposed to all of the setup for the big fight um what if you're asking this what did you think kim do you agree with us this one moved better than the previous two did um there you you Sarah, you said about the bloating in the middle. It, it didn't have as huge of a bloat as the previous two. So I, I did move through this one easier than I did the first two. Um, I was just looking at my notes and yeah, yeah. But it, so do you think this the first one was bloated? Because I feel like that one was pretty. I mean, I guess there was the stuff at like where the manor they're getting to know each other and stuff but i feel like that was a shorter book in total so i don't know a shorter book it didn't drag as much yeah and it's not so much yeah it's not so much that there was bloat in the first one is is it was that it it i don't know it just didn't feel like much of a story to me momentum in the first place yeah 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 yeah. kind of plodding along um i feel like the second one very bloated in the middle um, so my ultimate take on all of this is the three books should have been one. There is so much that could have been taken out of all three books and still very concisely tell the exact same story and get uh, when maybe, you know, winnow down some of these characters that are here, there and <laughs> everywhere. Um, and then just one solid. I probably would have liked it had it been one solid book. Or even I think a, a duology probably would have liked because it, it, it could have like it could sure, have you down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's start with Feyre. How did you guys feel about Feyre going into this? You kind of hinted out at Sarah that you like you like when she gets vindictive. Yeah, I like her when she's on her own, like especially when she's acting out of like revenge almost. Not so much revenge, but Kind of actually, no, yeah. no, totally revenge. <laughs> yeah, like she, um, she, so I think she straight up calls it that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think you're right, and uh, and I enjoyed that when she was just being her own agent um, of destruction uh, of the Springton Court. So that was cool. Um, and again, I like her in Rise, but at the same time, Reese, but at the same time, like <sighs> when they're in the scenes together. It's too perfect. Well, actually, that's the thing, too. It's like, I remember being annoyed with Reese, and I wasn't really annoyed with him in this book either. So either I've just gotten used to it, or maybe it's worse in, like, Frost and Starlight. And Oh, Frost and Starlight. Well, okay. I don't remember <laughs> that book. Oh, that's, that's the weird one, focusing on the pregnancy. Um... Spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't, Someone's I, don't think com- I don't think we're coming back to this um based off of kim's reactions but no i'll i'll read them if you guys want to continue on um okay well we won't we won't make that decision right now because we already have a yeah, couple months planned out i was so. three quarters of the way through this and i was i was fully invested in nesta and um 
Cassian, I'm uh, please forgive me. I am exceedingly tired. I had to do actual physical work all in the heat all day today. So I am really tired, but um, I was invested. And then there was a reboot on Nesta and she went right back to who she was in the beginning. And I'm like, fuck this. I, I don't, I don't want to do this again, but again, I will read them. I, I'll read anything you guys ask me to read. It's no big deal. Oh my God. But Silver flames. You hate silver flames. <laughs> well, we're not going to discuss Nesta and Cassian yet because we were discussing Feyre and Reese. Oh, Feyre. Yes. Feyre, I did like in this one. There was a lot less navel gazing in this one. She wasn't so much in her own head and just contradicting herself constantly, which is what I felt was happening before. You know, I love him. I don't love him. I love him. I don't love him. I just, mm. I got tired of it. And there was a lot less of that. She seemed much more decisive in this this book. Uh, much more aware of what she wanted to accomplish. And it, her playing the entire court was a little um, on the nose, for lack of a better phrase. You know, she she accomplished way too much. Um, it, it, it was a fairly good con. Um, I think when you write cons, there should be, I think the, the reader should be a little less sure of what's happening. But that I'm, you know, I like cons. I like long cons. And this didn't feel like a long con. And it felt like it should have been a long con that she should have been at that court much longer. I mean, what was she there? A month, maybe two. Um, Yeah, she managed to turn that entire court over in a month. Um, I think it was already kind of in shambles, though, to be honest. Oh, it was. It was. But they, they, yeah, like I said, it, it. So much could have been taken out of these books and other things expanded upon. And um, and it, it really had potential to be really good. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll not finish. You know, I won't add a comment to that sentence. So no, I, I like Feyre in this one. And I think it's because she finally takes ownership of herself in this. And she knows what she wants to do. She knows what needs to be done to to accomplish it. And she's stopped allowing others to decide what determines that. She has her family, her found family now, and her actual family. But not once does she really, like, hesitate the same way she's in the past books. She's willing to go to the Supreme Court and just rip it to shreds. Um, You know, towards the end, she's making the decision to say, my sisters are staying here. I'm going to the cauldron. They can't do this. I can do it. I'm going to get it done. You know, she's making the decision when she faces Ianthe to run to the Weaver. She faces the um, Ouroboros. You know, she's more decisive in this than she has been the entire time. And these are decisions she's making for herself as opposed to being forced to make decisions that other people have put her into. So I like that. Uh, I do agree with you, Sarah, that I remember the first time rereading, first time reading this, that Reese was kind of like, almost like too perfect. His responses were always too perfect in this one. And I think part of this is um, having read ahead to Court of Silver Flames, where we kind of get an outsider perspective that this time reading it, I could see more of those cracks in Reese. Um that come up further on that it made him a little less perfect because the tone in which he was saying things started to shift having other perspectives 
So it's kind of interesting to go back and reread these and have that influence playing in on it. Do you agree? I suppose so. I honestly do not remember Reese. I'm, he was in Court of Silver Flames. I remember that much. But his actual character interactions, not really. I don't really remember it. Um, honestly, most of it is coming from the bonus chapter with Azrael. From my take on it. Because, yeah, yeah, he's barely in it. Him and Nesta don't like each other, so. Yeah. Um, Which I think is unfortunate because I kind of thought, you know, he he and Nesta were a bit conflicty. But, you know, he he would apologize. And he would, you know, he would, okay, yeah, I I maybe maybe pushed there where I shouldn't have. You know, little things like that were coming across in this book. And so to hear that it's completely different in another book um again another thing that makes me just go do i really want to have these characters shift again because they don't stay consistent so i'll read it do i really want to do this (laughs) that's that's i will i it is it is very much i will read it if you guys want to continue on with it i will read it um And with some distance, and because you know we've 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 plowed through these three books pretty fast, um, with some distance and some other books in between, you know I could probably come back to it. I mean, we're going to go back to that other book that I absolutely just did not like. Um, I can't remember which one it Kingdom is. Kingdom of I, Ash. Was that it ever? Uh, yeah, from Blood and Ash. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, there. <laughs> yes. We're going back to that series. So. So you know um, I. I will be anything. Yeah. Oh, God. I didn't like that one either, did I? Which one? No, you didn't mind that one. That was the Sleeping Beauty one. You didn't love it. You didn't mind it. What? Miss Rule, right? Yeah, Miss Rule's the next one. Yeah. Okay, Um, yeah. It suffered your whole, a book should be a full story. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. The book should be entertaining. Same. <laughs> Same. Like if I enjoy it, I don't care care if you give me a giant cliffhanger. Well, um, except for this one definitively ended. This this was the end of the story. I don't want to have to read three books to get to the end of the story. Just give me one goddamn book. Um How do you feel about Harry Potter? Seven books. But each of those individual books ended. Even if it was just a premise of the school year ended. Each book ended. And that's that's the thing I say. If you're going to write a series, each individual book has to end, even if you have an overarching story that goes through all of the books. Um, and these books don't end. They just stop. Which to now, me indicates it's not three stories. It's one story that they bulked up for whatever goddamn reason so that there would be three of them. The first book is pretty self-contained. Honestly, you could just read that and leave it alone and you would never really, it would feel complete because, you know, she saves yeah. them. They leave under the mountain. They go back to Spring Court. Everyone's happy. If you never read past that, it's like happily ever after. It is the yeah, second yeah. one, though, where it's like, threw them in the cauldron. But, All this stuff happened. What happens now? Yeah. But yeah I mean, does, yes. The, go it ahead. does make me really tempted to throw Zodiac Academy at her, Sarah. Could you imagine? <laughs> Oh, you know, your 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 delightful little little giggles <laughs> as we read these books that you keep picking for us, and we're just like, "Holy Christ, why is this the book?" But you get you get joy out of it, so that's cool. I'm 
Sarah's read Zodiac Academy. That's why I'm like, oh man, Sarah, could you imagine? Like, you don't like it when a story does not end. And I'm just picturing like shoving Zodiac Academy at you and how much that would like drive you insane. I mean, not only that, but it's just not well written. So it would be just shredded well, in every possible. one could, and yet it argue that this book is not real, well written. So okay, you know, but but. This is a masterpiece compared to Zodiac Academy's writing. I'm not even joking. Oh, God. Except okay, it's still I'm... really entertaining. It's still... Yes. You wouldn't like it. I do not think you would like it, but I don't know why, but I enjoyed reading it, even though it's like self-published, <laughs> rambling, errors. We, we might have to do it just to, like... Just like the first book. <laughs> just, like, just to... But you gotta get to the second book. You have to at least do the second book just so you get the the male perspective uh, chapters. Um, anyway, not the book we're discussing. Anyway. I just like picturing your reaction to that, Kim. Though, uh, okay. So then, what did you guys think? I think the na- natural progression is Nesta and Cassia. So, how did you in feel about? Book? Yeah, in this in book, Sarah, you you like them in this book? <laughs> I was rooting you, for them. <laughs> me too they're probably my favorite duo out of all of the characters she wrote some really good intense interactions with them to the point where nesta calls him out of the middle of a battle sacrificing a whole slew of people to save him but then she reboots it and it just it 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 pissed me off on just a level I can't put into words. Well, you can't write another book unless you have more tension between them. Mm. Yeah, but their 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 tension was intense, and that could have sustained for a while. She's still trying to figure out who she is, being high face. She, you know, but she, instead we have to go back to this. I'm going to stand in the corner. I mean, it's almost like murder boss. She's standing in the fucking corner, staring at the wall rather than interacting with anybody around her. Only it works with murder boss. It doesn't work with Nesta. She, she just comes across as an ever loving bitch. And it's <laughs> like, just, just stop. It, it, it's, it's, and an, I, yeah. When, it, when, when that started up again, I was just like, okay, well there went every investment I had in any character that I, and and the tension was great. It was great as they were actually starting to come together. But yeah, yeah, it. I, I love the tension between them. Um, and it does. And I I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's because at that point Mass had decided she was going to be writing a story specifically about them, so she just like cold stopped from what she had already been writing. Or I don't know if it's that she isn't giving Nesta proper setup for what's to come. Um, because obviously we've, we've read ahead and, and Nesta's going to be dealing with PTSD from the war. And I, I think that was supposed to be kind of a setup for that PTSD, but I don't think Mass knew how to project it correctly. So it does feel like this weird, like hard full stop Nest is just a bitch again. Um, and it's kind of, it's disappointing because that tension build is like the best part of this last third of this book is the two of yeah. them. And they're about ready to die in each other's arms. And they get saved. And it's like, oh my God, finally, now we can, you know, 
progress to something that like starts in book two. Also, I can say is Illarians, is that that is that a good Illarians, yeah. Have a tremendous amount of blood in them because they bleed and they bleed and they bleed, and it's like pools of blood around people's feet as they're bleeding out. They must have a tremendous amount of blood in them because like a hundred liters. we're we're talking a lot of blood because they should all be dead they should all be dead a good significant portion of them are at this point well yeah but i i was mostly talking about cassian and and what's his name i can't remember Azrael. Azrael. i was gonna say at the very least she did the weird like magic patchy thingy when Azrael was being attacked so that he wasn't you know as they were escaping highburn um, Did you see me roll my eyes? I know, I saw you roll your eyes. How convenient. We can now use our, our, our magic to patch up people's wings and other injuries. Couldn't do it for the first two books, but we can do it now. Sorry. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm grouchy. I'm hot one second, cold the next. Yeah, it's it's been a, a long day. Oh, okay. So I think we've discussed Cassie and Nest. I'm not sure there's much else to say about them. Uh, mostly because I, I fear like spoiling Silver Flames. Um, how, what did you think about, I guess, Asriel and Elaine then is kind of the next like, that is a massive ship for some people. And I personally do not love it. I don't really see it. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I would rather see her and Lucian, um, but I'm not sure how I really, if I even care about her as a character, she's so vanilla. Um, even, even her power makes her vanilla. I, 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 th- I think if, if, and, and she kind of does it a little bit, she being the writer kind of does it a little bit. I think she should be batshit. I think she should be spewing prophecies left, right, and center. I, but that kind of sustainment of of writing, because people then really delve deep into every phrase that's said, and it's like, okay, what is this hinting to? What did this refer to? And you know, so I think that's hard writing. Um, so I'm not particularly fond of her power that she got out of this. Um, yeah. And I don't know how it's going to play out. So, and she mostly it, just sits around doing nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. she's not a person she's just like a possession that sometimes gives them useful information and then they spend all time trying to protect it again like an item not a person i agree that that is a great description of it she is a piece of furniture in the room that they all possess and they want to make sure it doesn't break as they throw things at it yeah and i feel like i feel like mass was almost trying to create a luna lovegood kind of character but didn't know how to do it without any personality or quirk yeah 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 you know because luna does that really well you know just randomly saying things and you're like is this important or is it not and then every once in a while it it was useful yeah as i say it panned out pretty well in in harry potter as far as that Um, type of a thing but i think for elaine it was let's not discuss what elaine's ability is suddenly we figure it out and now she's saying yeah, and she's not talking anymore to provide them any information. It's just yeah. like, so what I, was I the think, point? 
Elaine wasn't executed well in the in this book, in these three books. I honestly want her, I really want her to become a villain or a bad guy. I want her to like, I need some spice in her because she just is bland. Um, I could not, I, I would not see any realistic way of making her into a villain. So if they tried to do I know. that, I would just be like, what is even going on at this point? That doesn't make any sense at all. Well, well and what what is she going to use to be a villain? You know, her her second sight. You know, I I just yeah, yeah. It, it would be interesting, but only if we suddenly manifest a different power, which is yeah. you know, also, probably not only possible. a possibility, but pro- a probability. Um, so yeah. Well, so there is then. Uh, people have theories because obviously, I mean, we are avoiding talking about Court of Silver Flames. Um, but Elaine's stuff is is all theoretical at this point. Nothing's really developed further in Elaine that we're going to be risking too much spoiling. Um, some people have the theory that Elaine is going to take over the Spring Court. I don't so know what do you that guys... make sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Her gardening. So she might takes a trowel down to the spring court and like, I'm going to fix you up and just like plant some flowers and everything's okay. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, I it's it easy. would be interesting if she like went down there to help Hamlin or whatever, but like, I don't foresee her becoming like the high lady of spring. Like, why? The boy. I don't know. Um, she also has no assertiveness. How could she possibly lead anything? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and she literally just gets led around. I mean, they practically yeah, grab her by the shoulders and go, okay, over tables. here. Okay, over here. Yeah, she's, yeah. And I, you know what? I will be honest. I really don't want her with Lucian. I, I kind of I want, want that. Lucian to be happy. So if that's what he wants, yeah. then like, go for it, dude. Um, he could do better, he, though. He needs something, obviously. But like, <laughs> if that's yeah, the one I think bond with. Then, I th- and that's think we're going to end up with more with Lucian and maybe it comes out later because I mean he doesn't really belong anywhere so um, except for you know she, she, who's the main character I'm so tired Feyre <laughs> suddenly these people all have known these guys forever and she's the only one that can see that he is clearly not his father's child and there's this other guy and they got the same nose and they got the same she mentioned that fucking nose like well okay it was only twice it's funny think, too but- because in i think the first book or the second book she says how baron has the same nose as lucian um, <laughs> so i guess she forgot about that detail when she decided <laughs> well and it's it's really like interesting because helian if i remember correctly he gets described as having like fairly dark skin and I swear in the first book, Lucian isn't described as like being like really dark. He's tan. Um, and then in this book, Pharaoh's like, oh, he is darker than his other brothers. Yeah, I think I think she had also like, described it as being like three shades darker than his yeah. brother. So he's not like super dark, but he is yeah. darker. Which I mean yeah, possible. But so it's it's um, oh yeah, it is possible completely and utterly possible but it's like a weird like i don't i i feel bad for someone potentially turning that into a show or a movie and trying to like 
cast for that. <laughs> yeah, they won't cast. I mean, that's too hard to do if if you're. Yeah. All your casting is based on how they're described in books. You just it, it's it's a near impossibility, particularly yeah, when know. you know you're you're looking at the, the weird ass descriptions in this book. I I I got halfway through this one and I went to Amber and I went, is suddenly everybody black? Because they're brown skinned. Everybody is described as brown skin. And I'm just like or tan. Did you know sometimes yeah. she used tan with casting? It's tan neck. She used that phrase like five times. I'm like, so is he is he tan or is he pale? Or, because you haven't made that clear yeah. enough yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah. it was I mean, obviously we all three of us, just to be clear, are always for diversity in our books. Always. Um, Always, always. always. Yeah. However, when every new character you introduce, you introduce them as brown skinned. It feels like you're trying too goddamn hard. You're not yeah. actually developing characters. You're not yeah. saying the people in this region are this color because of these circumstances in the environment, because, you know, that's how evolution worked. Um, and so, you know, and well, OK, don't even get me started with the whole spring, summer fall winter and things are the way they are because of the region and nothing varies don't just i i won't even go there fine it's a it's a made-up world we'll let it we'll let that be but if you're if you're not delving delving developing not delving developing stuff it's not even the word i was going for but it'll work uh if you're not developing that as you're creating your book and then you're just throwing in generic descriptors pretty much and and understand i submitted a book to be published and it came back to me and said you need to describe your characters because i was trying to be superficial and let them let people create their own characters in their head as they were writing it and that's not allowed reading it sorry really tired um that's not allowed to be done you have to describe and that means you need to take the time to think about who your characters are, why they're there, what their heritage is, you know, and then you got to be careful and go, okay, so I created this character to be this way. Am I applying that ethnicity because it fits a stereotype? Or is that who I pictured all along? You know, it, and so, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fought thing to do in writing. And she did a horrible job covering it. Because everybody yeah. was just brown skinned. And I didn't notice it in the first one. I didn't notice it in the second one. And then all of a sudden, but well, we met a whole bunch of characters in this book. Yeah. And and it's I don't want to say it's disappointing because that's gonna come off the wrong way. I really like the potential of all of the courts. And I really want more time spent developing the culture of each of those courts. And there is, because I remember, I've now read this multiple times, and I do have to actively remember what the difference is between dawn and day. Um, because I had thought it was the day court that had made Lucian's eye, forgetting it was actually the dawn court. Um, and it's disappointing because oh. we have a potentially gay and then high lord. Talking about stereotypes, so it was the dawn court that created the eye. Yeah. And they were clearly Asian. And I'm doing that in air quotes, Asian. The names were 
kind of a Chinese orientation to, or not orientation, Chinese uh, the spelling to them. Influence, thank you. God, no brain. And they mentioned um, about the eyes. Yep, yeah. and the eyes, and, and and it's like, and then they're the mechanical ones. They're the they're yeah. the inventors, and yeah. it's like you gotta watch your stereotypes because you know why? Why is it you chose those Dawn. characters to be, and why Dawn? And and yeah, and I remember it's there's some name of some city. It had a very. Uh, it struck me as very Chinese. I can't remember. It, yeah, it, it was just clearly. Thessian. Yeah. But no, it was a different one. Maybe it was the it two names. I don't know. I, I I don't remember. I would have to look it up. But I just, uh, yeah, I was like, why, why, why? Everybody's brown except for these two individual people. And, and they're clearly well, and the of port, Asian. The entire winter port was super pale. Don't forget. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Blonde, like, like blonde, white hair. White hair, but well, also the summer court had white hair, but yeah. super dark skin. And that was the other thing too. Is like, what kind of like? I just are there any differences? Like, is one court more like African themed, and then maybe one court is more Middle Eastern themed, or do all these people just have like this long flowing like white hair that some of them have pale skin and some? It's like I just wanted to know what I was well, supposed to be picturing. Exactly. And then you get into the lesser Fae and suddenly they kind of have green tints because Alice, if I remember correctly, has a, a like greenish -like tint. To, yeah. Dark like skin, skin yeah. greenish color to her. You know, it's like, why the, would that, that nature type of thing? Yeah. Why would all of that nature thing only be the lesser Fae? Why would the higher Fae just look like people? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah Poorly yeah. developed as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I, I wish more conscious thought was put into that um because again i i i like the high lord's dynamics amongst amongst themselves and the potential there you know i wanted to know more about helion and um i, I like so much more about helion yes i have so many questions um and and i'm gonna probably i'm probably saying it wrong but uh Dustin, um you know i would like some development so that I would stop like interposing him with uh Helion and, and like why does he have almost seraphin like people in his court uh that matches Miriam's and can't think of her lover's name uh because they, they both Draken. Draken. yeah and they yeah. both have the white winged feathered well, why? Why do they have the white that was feathered the weird wing thing Too, because like I swear the peregrine, like they, she mentioned they had like white wings, but then at another point she said that oh, it was the seraphim like the peregrine only they had white wings, as if the peregrine didn't have white wings. And I was like, what color are these wings? I don't know. Yeah. I can't picture. Yeah, or the impression that the peregrine was a title that because there's it was like it, it reminded me of a type of bird um because peregrine is a type of bird yeah, and the, and the peregrine or the winged fae just like how the night court has the illyrian winged yeah fae. yeah so, like i said i, I was i was able to had wings but now in this book this time i read it it seems like he doesn't and it's just his who does lover Theseon no, never had wings his yeah, lover see, i always pictured wings. him with wings except when i read this book i, I was like oh wait <laughs> supposed to have brown and white wings because I just looked up a peregrine. Peregrine uh, birds have brown and white feathers. 
so I, I think it's supposed to be that the Dawn Court has the brown and white combo of feathers, so they have like texture and to like their, the seraphim are like angel wings white. like yeah straight up white yeah yeah okay. um but yes it was i was like i want to know more about that i want to know more about the autumn court i would love to know more about the winter court because i think vivian and Callis, i like i want their story but I don't think we're going to be getting that. Um, I was really hopeful when the short story was coming out. I really thought that that was going to be because it's called oh, Frost uh, and Starlight. Frost and Starlight. I was like, oh, we're going to get more story. And she's going to fall in love with the female from the Winter Court. Uh, no, that did not happen in that short story. I wish. Um, so, let's see here. What else? Well, I guess more. What did you guys think of more? I she to not care about her. I was going to say her her story seemed even less in this than in anything. And they have they the writers just kind of made her some special thing and provided no context for it whatsoever. None. None. She actually doesn't seem that special either. Like, oh, she's the Morrigan or whatever. Like, okay, yeah. what does she do? She can fight people like the other people can. And she sees the truth. Yeah, like, okay. Um, mostly, I, I I will say that I don't care about her for the most part, but I was annoyed. No, I continued to be annoyed at the fact that, again, she's like, I know I led Asriel on for 500 years, but I just didn't know how to say anything. So whatever. And it's like, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, like, yeah, it's like, uh, I know you don't want to tell them. You're not obligated to tell them that about yourself. But at the very just, least, you could just say, I'm not interested. Yeah. So, just, and I will, I've come across this. Um, a lot of people comment about the fact that more feels like queer baiting. That, that up until this book, up until the third book, we're not really given too many hints that she is actually specifically attracted to women. There's a possibility that she likes both men and women. Because I think in the last book, she was flirting with a woman. But then she's constantly flirting with Cassian and Asriel. That you're like, oh, you know, maybe she's Polly. Maybe she's bi. And then in this I book, was really into uh, a, a development of a polyamory between the three of them. I That was yeah. that was intriguing to me. But that's clearly not going to pan out. No. Um, and then in this book, the only reason we know that something is different about more is because Feyre forces her to confess um and then there's like there's no romantic partner potential for her it's just a declaration of oh yeah i slept with helian in order to put asriel in his place but i didn't really enjoy it and it's like it's really like, just tell him just fucking tell him yeah and, and you like, know you can be by and enjoy sex with both genders she's not by well, and that's, and that's, well, she claims she's bi, but that she doesn't get as much affection. She doesn't any pleasure. It's with like men. she is bisexual, but like homo romantic. Like she's only yeah, yeah. Only gets the romantic feelings with women, and or she's like, being written by a writer who doesn't understand bisexuality in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, uh, okay. um, which is why again, 
a lot of people say it feels like queer baiting. Like she set more up to potentially be in some sort of romantic relationship with a man and then went, oh, I have no queer representation. Let's just make more a queer representation. And then it's not really like you're not doing anything with it. Wouldn't queer baiting be more like making it more explicitly obvious that she was like potentially interested in women because when i read these books the first time i never got like that sense i just got that sense that she felt awkward about asriel it, it's and becoming so it's like, queer baiting at this point look, yeah this, so guess, up until yeah. now she was for all yeah. intents and purposes straight or yeah. well she, yeah up until this point she was straight she was sleeping with people she was you know and she was flirting with the two guys um and now all of a sudden yeah it's like oh here's the big secret and it's like there has been zero hints of any big secret other than we have no information about her um i want to see in the last book because i've reread it a couple of times there's at one point where she is seen like eyeing a female while they go out dancing or something um but it's like it's like a throwaway sentence um and that's it and if if you weren't if you weren't looking for it, you probably wouldn't have noticed it. And then you read this and it's like, oh, okay. But then she doesn't really like, like I said, it feels like baiting. Other than her sleeping with Helion and regretting it, um, she doesn't have any remote romantic interactions with any of the women. And she doesn't really have romantic interactions with Asriel either. Um I'd even say that, like, she has more, more romantic interactions with Eris, who she hates, than any any woman in this. Yeah, I agree. So, I think that's my my biggest complaint about this one is how more is handled. Um, it's just honestly, other than like being a female friend for Pera, it feels like she doesn't have any purpose in the book. Hmm. I I hated the whole scene where they stood up on the hillside and watched the battle as she twitched around and twitched around. It's just like, if you are the greatest fighter, which has kind of been implied through yeah. these things, why the fuck would they put you on a hillside protecting Feyre when they, just about anybody could have, I mean, take five people off the field and have them stand in a circle around Feyre and they're probably equally as effective and she could be more effective in the battle. It, it was such a waste of a character in what she's supposed to be. And it's just yeah. like leaving Amran everywhere. You know, oh, she's back at the city. She's doing nothing and until she lies. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even sure what the big lie was. But yeah, that that didn't yeah, play out that, well at all. That That is also not like my favorite part of the book uh where they was like you lied to me and it's like no amarin just kept saying you have to get to the cauldron she well she said that they could they could nullify oh okay army so it was yeah it's kind of implied that something else was going to happen and at the time I mean, it's not like Feyre knew that Amran would be able to take out the whole army. Like, for all she knows, Amran's just going to release herself and then just, like, fuck off and leave them all yeah. dead. So it's like, I I, I kind of thought that she was maybe exaggerating a little bit. But at the same time, like, if I was in her situation where it's like everyone's dying and, like, the person's yeah. going to go help me and then suddenly like, oh, I'm actually just going to hop in there and who knows? Uh, um, I'd be a little pissed off. 
probably. Well, and then, and then, I mean, I like, I love Amarin with Varian, but like Amarin magically popping back up at the end. Yeah, that was a little inexplicable, but I was like, um, I'll there's, there's no, we have to there's, no like there's no stakes. There's no stakes. There's in this there. Nobody's going to die. Yeah, no, no, no. They brought in the bone carver and like the weaver so that she could kill someone. Oh, and the cereal, you know. Uh, they had names, so yeah, yeah. Not just complete oh, and, fodder, and but yeah, it's like that was two like fights. A minute, but, but that's I, the point. Feyre died for a minute. Reese died for a minute. Uh, Amran died for a minute. There are no stakes in this no, in this game. No. This this is this is next level supernatural here. When everybody comes back to life. You, are, it, it's it's ridiculous, and and I'm sure I am sure there are people who would hate me for saying this. I wish Reese had stayed dead. Well, fuck off. <laughs> I wish Amron had stayed dead. Yeah, one or the other, or both. Especially since, well, oh, except for they made her high fey now because you know everybody's got to be switched to high fey. I don't understand that That's at all. Default, <laughs> default um, settings. Yeah, no kidding. Reset. Um, but yeah, no, it, yeah. I remember that from the first time reading it as, as I was frustrated. Like, I went into it going, oh God, people are going to die. We're going to have the big battle. And like, I got to Cassie and Anesta. They almost died. And then they didn't. I was like, oh, thank goodness. And then we continued to progress. I'm like, okay, okay. We have Elaine. We have Thera. We have reese we have amron like we still have potential for people to die and each one of them got set up and nothing and who dies and i know you love this scene amber but who dies but her random father who was a complete deadbeat in the first book and now he's out raising an army to save the daughters he didn't even know were in wherever they were at yeah yeah I hate that part of this book and also I mean like she's done that in other books too where it's just like she just keeps she makes the stakes so dire and then it's like oh here's some random day sex maka oh no oh and he's the second one and a third one and a fourth one isn't this exciting and no one died and that was the end so yeah, yeah like so, the father well, thing I was definitely rolling my eyes every let time let me clarify my reaction to that is I love the gro- what it does for Nesta the father showing up, I'm like, okay, the father showed up. Then I she love reverts. what it does for Nesta. Yes. Well, then yes, she reverts. Yes. Um, but I still appreciate, like, I appreciate the fact that throughout all of it, we have this go- going commentary of Thera loves her father. Um, and Nesta didn't. And which ship did he choose to I be didn't, on? Did I didn't. Okay, so I was going to yeah, say, I dispute that. The two of them. I dispute that. I think Elaine loves her father un- unequivocally. I think Feyre has an idealistic image of what yes. her father is and what they could have been had she been able to get rid of her sisters through marriage, yeah. not That's through murder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I Nesta absolutely hated Yeah. And Nesta absolutely hated him. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, how I would. Read it but too. as far as a redemption yeah. story, this was the stupidest redemption story in the history of mankind. Yeah. Again, and Lucy just disappeared and found them randomly. And oh, and the yeah. dad found the princess who was cursed, but queen. managed to bargain. Sorry, yes, queen. Um, 
who conveniently is a firebird during the day when the battle was going on. So, you know, makes sense. Well, and don't even get me started on we've got this random queen and oh my God, they did the worst thing ever to her. Which, yes, being one thing a day, one thing at night, you know, it, this I is a. I think it would be awesome to turn into a bird of fire and just be able to fly around in the daytime. Fly around and, and just then, set everything like, on fire. Yeah. Like, why? Would that not be awesome? And living in but, like a lake it, in the mountains, it, like isolated? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. It, it's setting up for a, a fairy tale. Oh, I know. Well, I know. I know the fairy tale. It's, it's, I would yeah, like I know. to live that cursed life myself. Like that does sound like <laughs> Sarah tale. volunteers. Um, it's also a great movie. Um, Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk's a fabulous 80s film. <laughs> Where the she's also, a hawk during the day and a and a person at night and and the, and the man who animation. loves her is a wolf during the night and a human during the days so they can only see her at twilight or see each other at twilight and then they're sw- they switch and they yeah it's a good movie it's I've got never um, heard it, so okay Matthew Broderick's in it okay I recommend it. it if you enjoy this book check out that movie no if you thought that the, <laughs> that the, that the the firebird story should have been told differently um i mean then check out like swan lake yeah or it's, it's a swan princess yeah swan princess sorry yeah that's they're an, an animation With a the burning swan princess. like yeah. a phoenix phoenix yeah. phoenix queen yeah yeah um trying to think of what else i thought and, and i knew they were coming the 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 old people that were that fell in love i don't know who the fuck they are them just showing up yeah the seraphim yeah yeah just oh here look human solutions and fae live in peace oh and And apparently never elsewhere yeah here here's the cauldron you can hide it because nobody could find you yeah yeah and of course we all know where you were now about that for like yeah. several days because they hung around for several days before leaving and no one was I like no no one was like that's saying that like obliterated a bunch of people a bunch of our armies like should we be concerned about where this is no okay well and then yeah. there's yeah. like the weird like red sea story oh, yeah. getting a little biblical there oh well, although yeah. we also we already, already have like the angels like amarin is like a friggin' angel yeah mm-hmm. well, from a different well, universe if i remember correctly is jewish um, she's gotten, in fact, because she's very, like, she's posted some really, like, pro-Israel stuff, um, that has caused some backlash, uh, because she's, she's Jewish. So, like, I'm not shocked that it's included, but it was, like, this is, this is just, this is just Well, she needs to. I mean, if she's going to be playing around with mythology, I mean, that's. Yeah. Right, but she doesn't need to splat all mythology all into all of it. She's covered it all. Um, and uh, bastardized a lot of it. It's like it's it's yeah. a weird mixing. And now I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure actually. Now that I think about it, there is a like a fox prince fairy tale somewhere that I'm sure if we looked into it would explain what Lucian's story is going to be. Um, but yeah, I haven't delved that deep because that would require me to like go in and like find all story fairy tale references and then try to map out which one's going to be which and... would just get around to writing that goddamn story with lucian because like that's all, all i'm waiting for, for at this point <laughs> that is all i want i want to find out what happens to lucian and helian 
I guess Elaine too. Whatever. Again, whatever makes Lucian happy. I just want to see that if she kills him. After not killing anyone else. You will I, riot. I don't even, <laughs> you I will, will riot. I will break. Internally. Externally. I will. <laughs> uh, I don't need, I, I'll, I'll lose it. For sure. So there are eight grim fairy tales that involve a fox. I'm not going to get into the details of all of them. So she do all eight of them. In yeah. Some ways. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she will. <laughs> um, and uh, so we haven't talked about him. And given the like, like he's such an important character in the first book. Uh, Tamlin, how do you guys feel about Tamlin in this? He's doing his best, I guess. I I think I think you got his redemption. I don't think there will be any other redemption for him. I think when he blew the air and she was able to Sorry, my brain just went someplace. And she was able to fly enough to get through the crack Lord. in the yeah. whatever. Um I think that's Tamlin's redemption. Done and I done. I think there's going to be more Mostly because uh, you don't know this, but in the next books, they talk about the fact that he's trapped in his beast form, roaming the. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. Um, so I think there's going to be more. With yeah, Tamlin. I could give two shits about him. So, I, I mean, I would rather just... read a book about him than like. I don't really care about Azriel or more. <sighs> it's like, wow, ouch, kill me! I love Azriel. I can't I wait do. for Azriel's. <laughs> I mean, are we going to actually get a book that has... Yeah, yes. She's unequivocally said that there's going to be an Azriel She'll probably write story. it before she writes Lucian. She'll probably write Tamlin's story before she writes Lucian. No, She'll no, probably she's, write she's more said... story before Lucian. She'll write some random no, 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 summer no. court she's doing romance. Lucian <laughs> and Azriel are both getting stories. God, I hope they're separate. Like, Because otherwise, if they have to share one book, it's going to be 70% Azriel. And like Lucian will be in there for like five percent, probably disappearing at the first half of the book. No, like the first ten pages, and then coming back for the last five pages. Like, okay, does anybody army else picture Lucian as a very large Scottish man? That's a, I'm sorry, no. he comes. A, no. Oh, that's totally how he comes. All of that red wavy hair. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, not. Yeah, I never forgot the fact that it was wavy. Is it? I don't know. That's just what I picture. <laughs> What did I picture? I, I follow a bunch of Scottish men on on TikTok, and and uh, they all have very thick, wavy, wavy. I mean, big, wavy thick, wavy hair. hair, wavy hair. And that, I'm sorry, he's he's a very large Scottish man, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Works for me. I mean, I don't um, particularly care for the character, but yeah. It's... Do you care for any of the characters? Uh, Cassie and I like, although he should have let out several times by now. Um, I have glitter in my eye. <laughs> well, if you wouldn't wear glitter as an eyeshadow, it would help. Uh, it's glitter eyeshadow. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly, I don't think any of the characters are developed enough to, to like them. I think they're very poorly developed, so. You have no love, no care. No, no love, no care. Not really. Man, I'm telling you. had me for a little Crescent. bit on Nesta. We, we gotta read this, and then we gotta read Crescent City. I won't make you read uh, Throne of Glass. 
Well, maybe I'll care by then. I no? refuse to read Throne of Glass again. It's too much. It is. It it's is. too much. And who's it about? Like, this. It's Does eight it books, and it's like a weird, like, Cinderella. What? It's stuff. eight books? Oh, yeah. And then just imagine this kind of book, like, over and over again, where it's like, they fight in a bunch of battles. They always come up like, oh, we're going to die. But not the same characters? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, different characters. It's like 16 new characters. God, please don't make me read this writer for a minute. I mean, I enjoyed the series, but I I could not go through that again. It's not a necessary reread, at least not podcast-wise. Especially because, like, what? Every book we're going to talk about, it's going to be, like, the same thing. So we're just gonna yeah. like, yep, this this was the second book in a series, just like the first. Some other things happened. Uh, yeah, that's we wandered I, around in the woods I, for ten I, pages. There, there, there's a lot of time spent in woods. If I oh or on god, yeah. if I remember correctly, training, yeah, training sassing. montages that aren't really montages. All all the sassing. I don't know. Characters that seem just like these ones, but with different names and slightly different appearances. Yeah. People with wings, I think. There's at least one with wings. Or are there uh, no winged people? Did the wing thing start with this book? That's series? Crescent City. It started with this one, and then there's Crescent. Okay. One of them shapeshifts into a bird. Yes. So, so okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little confession about myself. And um, because she goes into long descriptive details on the the muscles necessary for a human to have wings and i have researched this extensively and her musculature is completely wrong based on on theory obviously humans don't have wings and so it's just theory but in order to flap your muscles in your butt would have absolutely fuck all to do with flapping your wings you would have to actually have massive chest muscles um, in order to flap wings. It, yeah, it would have fuck all to do with your butt. I, I you know, but she, she just wanted to have it. With butts. Yeah. But if you're going to write a human being with wings, maybe do some research. Yeah. Maybe the wing yeah. membrane just extended down into the buttocks and maybe so flapping the wing just like I don't know. I don't know. I want to know how come she couldn't fly all the way through this thing and then she just flew at the end. There's That's some scene the, where she flies. Yeah. Neph- nephil philosophy or whatever. Yeah, it's the nephil theory. I, have no idea. Well, I don't like, know what that means. What <laughs> is the book? The Red Sea moment. Where the the smallest one who could barely lift a shield managed to carry Miriam up out of the water, and so the belief oh. was that they would train Pharaoh, even though it may not seem like it'd make a difference, just in case she had her nephil moment, and she did have her nephil moment while escaping with Elaine, the human girl, and Azrael. Why they needed to escape with the human girl, though? There was no yeah. <laughs> Drama? I blanked all of that out. Other than how is it that she can suddenly fly? She could not. She could not even fly a, a foot, and then well, suddenly arguably she, she could barely fly because she was like yeah, running. She couldn't get enough air, and then like she only yeah. got enough air because Tamlin lifted her up, and then like she could barely make it to the tear. Um, yeah. Azrael kept telling her to yeah, win she the wasn't bank and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like she was, was and yeah. he's like patched to keep from bleeding and carrying two people. 
Don't even get me started. Well, we already did. We already went there. <laughs> and yet yeah. I love this series. Like it, it it's, it's not, not perfect. It has its, it's flaws. Not. Yeah. But it's entertaining. Flaws. That's a nice way to say it. Um, I I do feel like, like I said, I think I've said it a couple of times now. I feel like we we may have to continue this, and and we may have to hit up uh, Crescent City because I would love to watch Kim just rip Crescent City to shreds with Sarah. Just love it. So 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 funny because I wasn't gonna because of the three, this is the best of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was going to go, okay, you know, it's okay. But then I, I opened up my, my tablet and I pulled up the book and I saw my, my notes on her descriptors and I went, nope, nope, I can't, I can't, I don't like it. I, I don't like can't this woman's writing. I, I don't like her choices. I, yeah. Well, you, you keep that waffling, editor. waffling, waffling back and forth. Can we, can't we, can we, can't we? No, I will read the book. No, I will read the book. You're just going to have to accept the fact that I am not going to be happy about it. Does that mean we do Frost and Starlight 2, or do we just skip over? Oh, oh, yeah. No, no. We will do it as one of our rapid raids. I would love to. That is true. It's pretty short. Yeah, love to just tear into that novella. I also don't remember anything that happens in it. Oh, (laughs) it just goes to show. It is. I think I don't like Nesta in it. No, I don't like anyone in it. So, well, yeah. let's read that. Is that the one though, where like there's the crossover, the brief crossover with Throne of Glass with the? Uh huh. Okay, that's all. I so these then. these they all occur in the same world. No, mm, no. More like Throne of we, Glass. We, I think she we, like crosses through the universe, like universe. Oh God. We can't discuss beyond that because I don't want to accidentally spoil anything. Um, I'm just saying we can skip the Throne of Glass series because it is eight thick, thick books. Hold on, on reading them, and I'm not going to get them from the library. Crescent City two. We will. I'm going to have to reread Crescent City one. Yes, possibly. Um, how, how many more books are we talking about? Like three. I well, there's only two Crescent Cities, and there's the Frost and Starlight, which is a short book novella, and then there's four. the Silver Flames. So yeah. technically four, but one's a novella. You did not tell me that there were four more. Oh, plus books. you know whatever else. Well, she probably out. wasn't mentioning Crescent City series because yeah. it's a separate series. But you'll read anything, right? I will. And and you, and Sarah, can rip Crescent City to shreds. Um, and it will not hurt pleasure. There is one part I like that I will talk about, but the rest of it. Which part do you like? We're oh, gonna talk okay. about it later. Okay. Well, okay. All right. Why do I keep um, getting really dark on my screen? Shadow. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I have a ghost in here. Because something yeah, keeps. Not doing a good job balancing. It's the not but my poor my poor computer is very old. It needs a new. I need an upgrade. That's a bit more likely than ghosts, mm-hmm. but I no, guess it's a ghost. Whatever. <laughs> it's a ghost. Book. It's a ghost. <laughs> Any other important things about the book that you guys want to discuss? Mm-hmm. Or have we? Did you did you want me to go over her crap writing? 
I can I can pull up my book and hurt you already. No, no, not even close. Let's see. There's there's um head turned the color of fresh paper. Somebody tell me what the color of (laughs) what kind of paper? I'm assuming printer paper. Fresh paper. Did they have printer paper in Valeris? Oh, well, there'd be another thing, you know, the whole uh, things are really modern for something that's supposed to be. Don't they have modern toilets that with flushing capabilities? Yes, Yes, flushing toilets. And they have filling bathtubs and implied that they're going to create showers for Nesta because she can't stand to be in in a tub any longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hated the whole scene where Reese was was doing her hair. Oh, I, I don't remember. Up until that point, she couldn't she couldn't do her own fucking hair, and then suddenly she's braiding and and doing a whole full crown on her head, and then he's like, "They go to the night court." I don't know. I don't know. It was stupid. I don't remember this. And then and, and then she she's the handing him the pins and he's pinning it in for her. I'm like, really, whatever. Um, let me see. You I gotta look. Love, love makes you capable of magnificently oh. doing your hair. Okay, Sarah, I want you to act this one out. No. So, yes, Nesta's chin only lifted with each next page step we took toward that dais. So she's walking across the court. pretty soon she is staring at the fucking ceiling um and that's that was my notes must be a short walk or she'd be staring at the ceiling um just shit writing i'm sorry i'm too tired for this oh man okay if this is shit writing i do have to wonder what zodiac academy would get right the temptation <laughs> oh this one explain to me so i think they went to the night court i think possible i think that happened in this and, book. and she sits down the crowd murmured as i sat the black stone bitingly cold against my bare thighs why the fuck are her thighs bare to mimic the dress she wore the first time they went to the night court so what just the fabric how fucking the short is her skirt slits i was it slits? Yes. Or was she wearing just like too. the one string of like gauzy no. material between the legs? No, no, no. That was that was. Um, she has slightly more fabric this time than the first time she went to night court, but not by much. Okay. It's like okay, a more so that, regal version of that dress. If, then here's my next one. I asked Amber about this one before. Twinning. The shadows were twinning between the strands of his hair. I don't know what the fuck that means. How does something twin? Is it twinning or twining? Is no, it one or it's two? twinning. One end. That's That'll be twining. twining. When twining I do be- the, when I do the um, dictionary, one of two children or animals born at the same birth. When it's one end, that's a verb. Yep. 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 So I want to know how these shadows twin his his hair. 
I mean, I yes, I can visualize it. Whatever. No, it's twining is to cause to wind or spiral around something. She twined her arms around his neck. Um, twinning is the occurrence of bearing. Where was it? The bearing of two twins, or the co- occurrence of formation of twinned crystals. So that is twining. That is supposed to okay, be twining. Okay. Well, then, not then, then you're then yeah, you're, Kindle is wrong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's supposed to be twining. It's still stupid. Okay, so moving on from- I'm not done. No, no. Not done. running out of time. I am not done. Give me one one more. more. Just a second. It can be your quote. No, no, no. Okay, it can't be. But anyway, um, even if my mate's face was bored- Lazy. The writer doesn't know what lazy means because a face can't be lazy. Wait, was that the whole sentence? That's the whole sentence. Even if my mate's face was bored, line, you know, those stupid lines that she puts in the middle of all of her fucking sentences. Whatever. I love M dashes. Don't don't denigrate really M dashes. Yeah. They're so versatile. Are you being sarcastic? No. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know how a face can be lazy. I want a shirt that says, I like M dashes. They can be so versatile. All right. All right. Probably with an M dash, like between those sentences. (laughs) Yeah, oh, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that that's the last one. There were there were a couple of others, but I'll I'll leave it at that. And no, I don't have any quotes because you have heard them all. Either. Do you have a quote, Sarah? Oh no, I didn't take any notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've read this book three times. I'm not gonna take Oh notes. yeah. Um so I think excitement is first. Probably. Okay. Sarah, how exciting did you find this book? Like the beginning, mm-hmm. Supreme Court stuff, that would be like a five, and then like maybe a 3.5 for the middle, and then like maybe a four for the ending. So if you just take the average of that, whatever that number is. I think it's like 4.25. Sure. Let's go. Actually, with that. now I'm curious. Just a second. Oh, God. Yeah, She's going to do 3. the math. 3.5 plus a four plus three, a five plus five divided by three, 4.16. Okay, 4.16. <laughs> 4.16666. Ooh, nice. All right. Yeah, I can do sixes. it. Yeah. Kim. Uh, I'll give it a four because it was more exciting than the previous two. I, I'm, I'm rating these entirely as their own books. I'm not even going to compare them to other books. Okay, uh, okay. So we'll give it a four. So a four, okay. Yeah, I would think in terms of excitement... I'm going to say a 4.5. There are definitely some slow moments in it that I'm like, eh. but the moments that I find exciting and I continue on to come back and reread them, specifically Nesta and Cassian, uh, 4.5. Oh, yes, I know, Sarah, you don't like Nesta, Nesta and Cassian. It just, it, it, again, it comes back to like what your mom said or what Kim said. Um, is that hard if I can be her mom, I am her mom. <laughs> you get some good in, interactions, but then it, yeah, you, it resets like right at the end. Yeah. So it's like, what was what was it? Doesn't what was the anything. point? What was yeah. the point? Yeah. So 
that's that was what that face was it's like the, i know be nice to actually went somewhere is that dogs right. at our house or dogs at your house was i hearing dogs apartment, like a poor person um yeah, i'm pretty sure it was at our house um okay uh, there aren't really any big dogs in the apartments nearby unless someone's walking them ease of reading sarah i've easy easy peasy Kim? lemon squeezy i guess a five other than it's yeah i won't say it it's terrible writing yeah i I was gonna say it again to do so yeah how to get this point if she thinks this is terrible writing man (laughs) um i I give it a five too it's not a hard read it honestly given the fact that originally it was designed for young adults it's it's a solid like young adult book um Maybe a little bit more sexier times than I would expect in a young adult book, but like it's a it's a solid young adult book. It's not a hard young adult. Uh, and then we have emotional, emotional reaction. reaction. Kim. Two. Mm, three, four. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Two or I don't four. Know. Those are kind of the same, but on opposite ends of the spectrum. That's pretty much. I mean, it's kind of like what you wrote down. the 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 beginning was okay. That was, you know, okay. This is interesting, and then it ended way quicker than it should have. And then the middle just kind of floundered around and was really boring. And then the the battle was fairly decent written. Um, Yeah, we'll we'll give it a three. You you got to a point where you're like, I might be willing to read on. And then yeah, you, and then, then it, you hit the hard stuff. Then it went fuck all on me, and yeah, so yeah. your average is a three. The average between yep. two and four is a three. So We're going with a three. three. Yep. Uh, Sarah, did I ask your emotional reaction? Mm-hmm. What is your emotional reaction? Uh, it's going to be the four point one six 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 thing because it's like the same rating. Because you wanted to say six 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 again. Well, yes, but also because I <laughs> was emotionally invested. Out of five, and then like a three point five, and then like a four. So again, okay, yep, okay, averages out. Uh, we have to. This is one of those ones that gets like the automatic five because it did make me tear up. It was awkward because I was at work. It's not <laughs> even a rule. That's not a rule. You just lose it when it's convenient. It is a rule. It is my except rule. for what it's not. Yeah, no, it regularly <laughs> <Arbitrary>. is. <laughs> when when has it been arbitrary? Uh, that would require me to actually listen to these episodes and be like, okay. and take There's notes and remember. It's happened twice. No, because the only time it's, it's happened, happened is I cried, and you're like, you technically cried. This has to get a five star. I'm like, angry crying does not count. But there was another time too where you're like, well, there was crying, uh, there but... no, no, there was one time I think also. So yes, I think there was one time she cried, but she said no, and then there was another time that she didn't cry and gave it a five. But I'm pretty sure that there was a time that she cried and still didn't give it five, but also didn't yeah. eat it. Yeah. Agreed. I don't remember that, but I can give things five without happy to cry. It's just I remember it because most... you keep breaking your own rule. <laughs> well, I cried for this one. It gets an emotional reaction of a five because I was mm. tearing up at work in the kids section trying really hard not to like look like I was tearing up. Because how do I explain to kids that I'm 
reading a book and it's making you, you cry. You tell them as a librarian that you're reading an emotional book and it's making you cry. And they're like, I don't want to read books that make me cry. And then you explain to them that it's a really good catharsis for for, for your mental health to cry for books. It's, it's yeah. And then you explain what catharsis them. means when they stare at you blankly. Like, and on an unrelated <laughs> note, today I got to alphabetize fairies. Fairies? Really? Fairies. Yes. How funny. Or they're was, high fae and low fae no, 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 and no, no, no. medium fae. Fairies books, but they're like different names. So it's like Juliet the Sleeping Beauty Fairy. Um, Amelia the, or Emily the like flower fairy. Olympia the... All right, it's it's nine o'clock. Can we <laughs> wrap <No>. this up? <laughs> All right, so then, Kim, what is your overall rating? Three point five. Okay, not bad, not bad. I thought in theory you gave it a four. I did. I wasn't as angry at it then as I am today. She was relieved. I was, more, done at that I was less tired. I was less tired. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, I I gave it a five, I think, originally. You stick with that. Okay. I gave it a five. I mean, I I keep rereading it, so I must like it. Um, And it makes me tear up, so five. Yes, I see you glaring, Sarah, even if others can't. I believe next time for our regular episodes, we'll be doing the seven husbands. Husbands? Wow husbands of evelyn hugo and that is my birthday pick which sarah is reluctantly having to read um i think that's it any other last words yes i see you clapping sarah all right then on that note our intro and outro music is by grant newman and is called the battle of the nile from Epidemic Sound, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcast. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, wait, I have something I want to say. What? Um. Is it still recording? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, if anyone knows of any good fanfic with Lucian finding out that he's Helian's dad and like revolving around that, let me know because I've been looking so, and I can't find anything. So if anyone writes it, email it to us and Sarah or has will read, read it. it. And it's good. Yeah. Assuming it's out there somewhere. All right. Just about done. <laughs>